Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi guys, Hi. this is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything Goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And it was a wild week for Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh my God, I forgot about everything, but now I remember. I, oh my God. I'm like so excited, to more excited to talk about this than the newsletter for sure. I mean, there's a lot in the news. So for those of you who don't know, Gwyneth, <laughs> well, okay, first of all, Gwyneth is being sued. Um for allegedly skiing into a doctor a ski hit and run yeah um the quote is she hit the doctor and then it was like an elderly 76 year old doctor or something and then, i'm not sure and then she skied away yeah it uh it was at deer valley ski resort in park city on february 26 2016 okay so he wouldn't have been 76 at the time uh no oh he's 72 now so i guess he would okay. have been like 70 or 69 so He's still fine. Older. Okay. So, I mean, what's your take on this? Well, I had just sort of like read the headlines and I hadn't really read a full article until this morning. Now, I don't know what who to believe because, so this guy, his name is Terry Sanderson and he's a seven, now he's a 72 year old retired optometrist. He claims that Paltrow and her like entourage were skiing out of control on this bunny slope. When she hit him from behind, knocking him down hard, knocking him out, according to a copy of the lawsuit. Um, instead of staying to help, Paltrow got up, turned and skied away, leaving Sanderson stunned, lying in the snow, seriously injured. Sorry, is he stunned or is he passed out? Uh, I think he might have been passed out for a second and then he woke up and then he was stunned. Okay, because those are two different things. Wow. Um, you'd make a good lawyer. I'm just asking <laughs> questions. So... Um, Lying in the snow, seriously injured, describing the incident as a hit-and-run ski crash. I read in the complaint one of the problems is it made him, like, unhappy, unable to, like, enjoy life after. Yeah, well, because I guess he supposedly... he was so depressed. I know. It was, like, a, um, a concussion, and then it led to, I don't know, depression and mental illness. And then the other funny quote that I had not read until this morning was he was, like, describing what happened before uh, she knocked him out, and... So it says the group Sanderson recalled had been making their way down bandana, a beginner slope. And he was towards the tail end of the pack, seeing large signs as big as two refrigerators that told skiers to slow down. Sanderson said he decreased speed appropriately as he was just enjoying the day. Then I heard this hysterical scream. Like you never hear on a ski run. He said, never have I heard it in my life. Like King Kong came out of the jungle or something. 
Okay, that's ridiculous. I, I, okay, in case it's not clear, I don't believe him, and I'm on Gwyneth's side. Yeah, I probably. I mean, I think, and well, so she does not dispute that like they did bump into each other. But they had a collision, yeah. but then like the ski resort. What I read was that like her like ski like teachers or whatever who were with her, yeah. and then the resort. There was like an accident report. And everybody agreed it was like not her fault. It was like no one's fault. It was just a collision. And I guess it at that time it wasn't like his injuries didn't appear to be that major. I think now he's like trumping everything up because he wants money. Yeah, and he's no. suing the he's suing the the, the ski resort, resort too. and her and everybody. And it's I think he just like had a ski collision and realized it was like a millionaire famous actress and was like, Oh, this is luck- my lucky day. And he's just like making up some bullshit now. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, those trips to park city don't pay for themselves. And Oh if yeah. He's a retired optometrist. I'm sure he has a made a good living and has yeah, a but nice he's not the CEO of goop. No, he's no. not the CEO of goop. Optometrist has one O at the front. Last time I checked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. God, if only he were an optometrist. An optometrist, then he'd be fine. Uh, so yeah, let us know what you think. I mean, is this you know a um, Halle Berry situation? It's uh, not. Halle Berry killed someone. Yeah, Rebecca Gayhart. <laughs> what, did um, she kill someone too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. What's her face? Uh, Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner also um, killed someone. Dick Cheney. I bet that was a gunshot. But that guy lived. OJ Simpson. Well, Jeffrey OJ's. Dahmer. <laughs> Just no. So is it that or is it something else? Or is it a trumped up charge? I mean. I mean, I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on Gwyneth's side until I see proof. Yes. I, I need to see real proof that the injuries are as severe as this man claims at that this resort and Gwyneth Paltrow really conspired against him because of what reason? I don't know. I mean, she's part of Big Ski. She's part of the Big Ski industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm sure she's been, she goes to Park City all the time. I mean, I do, you know, rich white celebrities obviously are treated more fairly by the, or I guess not fairly, they're treated easier by the justice Okay, but this wasn't a justice system. I mean, rich white celebrities are treated pretty well, but like also like rich white optometrists are also That's treated true. fine. Like he's not like a marginalized person. No. I'm not worried I about think, this guy. I don't even think he's Jewish. How dare? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Sanderson? Unclear. I don't know. I'm She's Jewish. A quarter. She uh, said half. 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 Mm, we'll see. Mm, that uh, maybe he's just an anti-Semite. She's a natural blonde, so I don't know. She dyes it. She uh, said. Oh wait, is she not a natural blonde? I mean, she's probably like me, like a natural yeah, dirty yeah. blonde. But you got to work with that a little bit. Um, so hopefully, this lawsuit will be dragged on for years, and it'll be like a televised trial. That would be my dream. Um, <laughs> no, not mine. I, I want her to stop being harassed. I think she's being harassed, and I think that she should sue him. Yeah, counter sue. Yeah. Smart. You really should go to law school. <laughs> I guess I just get really, I'm fiercely protective yeah. of her. Uh, so the other thing, oh, the other thing I want to talk about, and this doesn't really have anything to do with Goop, but I don't know if anyone has heard of this New York Times viral chickpea coconut stew that has been going around. Uh, no, and I am a paying member of the, ch- of the New York Times cooking app. Oh, I need your... Login, man. Yeah, I just, I really regret it. It's like, I'm a member of that. I'm a member of the fucking um, 
Cooks County one, which is really expensive. Oh, really? I did the free trial and then forgot about it and they charged me. And then I was like, well, but I was like secretly kind of happy because I wanted it, but I didn't want to justify paying for no, it. No, totally. How much is the New York Times cooking The New York thing? Times one is like $5 a month. So yeah, it's all behind a paywall. So anyway, okay, there's cookbook, cookbook author Allison Roman who um, I guess had like a cookie recipe last fall that was in the New York Times that sort of went viral. And then now she has this uh, chickpea coconut stew recipe that I guess was in the New York Times like in November. And then in the past couple of months, it's slowly been catching on. And in the last week or two, it's been on everything from um, Kathy Lee and Hoda to... Uh, I guess other daytime shows. That's the one I remember. And then like everyone, there was an article on Slate about it. And I guess what people, it's sort of like one of those things that everyone um, knows that, you know, this is a tasty recipe, but they're like, why did this one go viral? Because it, it, it has chickpeas, it has coconut, it has turmeric, it has leafy greens. It has, it sort has of, all the, all the trendy ingredients. Things. So I made it a couple of days ago. Wait, is it the cauliflower, cashew, pea, and coconut curry? No. Wait, it's not on their 10 most popular recipes right now on the app. Really? It should be. It's um I think it's just called chickpea coconut stew or Allison I don't know if you search for Allison Roman New York Times. Um so I made it and I was uh I don't know, just like wondering what the fuss was about and it is very easy. You just like saute onions, garlic, ginger, add um two cans of chickpeas saute them for a little bit oh with like turmeric too then you add um two cans of coconut milk and some chicken broth and then at the end you add some leafy greens and then you top it with yogurt so it's like pretty simple it's fucking great really it's so good i like i it is one of those things that's like the you know it's more than the sum of its parts Mm. and it got me thinking maybe because it was in the new york times like i wonder like Gwyneth has obviously a lot of great recipes, but none of hers have gone this viral. And I'm wondering like what she would need to do. Cause this seems like a recipe that it wouldn't be in the clean plate. Cause I think it has too much like coconut milk. It's too fattening, but it could be in like, it's all good or something. Yeah. I'm just looking for it on this app. Um, I think I would just Google it. I don't know. Maybe the app isn't working. Well, yeah. anyway, um, you mean why hasn't Goop has when she had a viral recipe? Yeah, like what? I'm, it's because everybody hates her. It's because like nobody knows that she's like nobody believes that her recipes are good. Yeah, like people think that her recipes must taste like shit and be like so like bland and like all the ingredients are really expensive. But if you actually read the recipes and like I said, know what you're doing and know what to just skip or omit or or substitute because you're gonna have to probably do some substitutions on something yeah and when this one i did follow to the letter which i usually don't for Gwyneth's recipes but yeah i think if she got i don't know if she got the new york times or bon appetit to like publish if like she got a recipe published not in her book maybe it would people would try it that aren't like naturally drawn to her because i do think those like moroccan meat turkey meatball things are good enough to go viral like those are like super good yeah um, oh, yeah. I've seen this recipe before. This is an old recipe. It came out, I think, originally in November. And yeah. then it's just sort of like in the last couple of weeks, people are freaking out about it. What? <laughs> like it was on, really? It was on Slate. And it was, it was on Slate. On... It was on Kathleen Hoda. It was on, I can't remember other, but it was on like a lot of things. And everyone is, is um, posting it on Instagram, just hashtag the stew. And then I guess wow. also Allison Roman is like really good at social media. So she'll like respond to you. And then people are, I think, substituting things. But, um, yeah, it's one of those recipes and, and you, you know, you salt it during every sort of point in the process and you, I'm tasting it and it's like good, it's good. And then at the end, I, 
you know, made a bowl for myself and I was like, oh, this is really fucking good. So Hmm. I don't know. I recommend if you haven't heard of it, if you haven't done it. Oh, it's also like if you don't pay for the um, for the New York Times recipes, it is sort of hard to find the actual recipe if you don't have the paywall. So, um, oh, if you go to the kitchen, like that site, the kitchen without an E, um, I think there's a link to it. Okay, good to know. I'll try it. Yeah, I want to hear what you think because I am excited. Like I have leftovers. I'm excited to have the rest of it tonight. I wonder why it's not like more heavily featured on the app and why it's not on their Instagram. That's really strange. I don't know. Don't know. Um, Yeah. Anything else? Well, there was another bit of Gwyneth news, which Mm. did make my list, but it's not new, which is that she also had that interview with Howard Schultz. Oh, right. And then he, that was like where he like announced his presidency. That wasn't really it, but like immediately after he announced his, his um, campaign. Yeah. And he, did he announce like he was, he, he announced like an exploratory campaign. He's not. For yeah. Sure I think everybody right now is announcing an exploratory committee because it's still kind of early. Yeah. Like, I think that like, that's what everybody's announced. I know uh, Kamala has announced announced but i think all the other major people are just exploratory yeah but i mean it's like but you might as well like it and it's it basically means it's in you're running but this run out from howard schultz and granted i still couldn't bring myself to listen to the podcast with her. i listened to okay i'll just go ahead and skip and let everyone know right now yeah. it is my worst oh my god and i listened to half of it yeah It was like he okay because if anyone ever worked at Starbucks which I did you will know that like you will hate him you will hate Howard Schultz like Starbucks was the most horrible job I've ever had it was like the way that they sold you on it and what they actually did were so entirely different Mm. they offered you this flexible schedule and a good hourly rate and like they made a huge deal about how you're going to get stock options and you're going to get health care and they were going to treat you like oh this is a real job and like you know you're gonna this is like we want you to like have a home here and build a career here and I didn't want to build a career at Starbucks I was like 18 and just like needed a job but um they basically did this thing that I know it was like a company-wide policy where they would act like, oh yeah, you get health insurance from us. Well, in order to get health insurance, you had to be full-time. And so to be full-time was like 40 hours a week or something. So they would literally schedule you 39 hours every single week. So you were basically working full-time, but they didn't have to give you any full-time benefits. And they also didn't have to give you any sort of fixed schedule. And you had basically no control over your schedule. The schedule ruled your life. So you couldn't say, I need need like I can't work on these days or if something came up you if if you got invited to something in the future something you never knew if you could do it unless it was that week because they wouldn't give you a schedule they wouldn't not give you a fixed schedule yeah yeah. and you had you just had no say over it unless you gave them like two weeks in advance notice like exactly what you what days you would need off like that you know, week. And could you, it was not easy, like switch shifts with people if you needed to. Um, I mean, occasionally you could, but that was something you would have to like work out with the other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, if they could do it, great. And if not, You're then screwed. that was on you. It was just a really bad working environment. And then also there was definitely like a bizarre sort of cult-like fixation on 
Starbucks and the company and Howard Schultz and they had all this weird lingo like a lot of people probably know like the idea was that Starbucks was the third place which I thought was like really cult like language as in it's not home and it's not work it's the third place which is like you could say that about like the grocery store or like your car I don't know it's just like okay whatever Howard and then you know their um their mascot was a mermaid and she was the siren and where the place where they kept all the cream and sugar and stuff was called the Siren's Eye. Ew. And it was like in a you had to like keep it designed in like this special way and it would be like part of your job would be like who's on the Siren's Eye today and it would just be like who's putting cream out. <laughs> and like yeah, talking about health insurance and like weekly schedules and stuff are something that I mean Gwyneth has never thought about she's, she's never, never she's never had to worry about I mean, that in her like entire life time, I, I mean yeah she's had stuff like that but she just knows like she's never had to like work a job like that where you're not getting paid fairly i mean like because that's the other thing it's like jobs like that don't pay like that's the type of job where you could be working full-time and not be able yeah. to like and they didn't even yourself. let employees i think get tips until like very recently it was yeah in and the last year or two. well i think when i worked there no you could they you did could. do tips but the tips were so meager that I didn't care about it because the tips were like if you dropped a dollar in or whatever which no one ever did it would be like they would drop in their change and that would be at the end of the week like all of the tips would be divided among all of the employees so it just it turned out to be like it didn't matter how many hours you worked it didn't matter anything so it was not really yeah yeah and I just think that's such a um a misreading of like what people want right now yeah to have this this capitalist billionaire who's basically saying like Republicans and Democrats are both bad and I'm going to and like he's not even brave like run in the primary of the Democratic or the Republican primary like he, well, he knows he can't win so he's going to do he's, this. Well he's not because I think that he wants to be thought of as like a Democrat but like I think he wants to be thought of as like um socially liberal economically conservative which but, like who is the market for this are who there's like, no just, one it's like rich people who live maybe in a couple big cities it's like him and his friends yeah. it's just him it's because like he basically wants to make sure that like universal health care doesn't happen and yeah. that um he gets to keep his like tax corporate yeah tax millionaires aren't shit. tax more. yeah he doesn't want to raise taxes on millionaires and, so he's just and but he wants people to think he's nice he's just like everything that's wrong with like liberal politics in america and what was gwyneth's like was she sort of fawning over him? yeah i mean so i only listened to half of it like i said but he was just like telling her these like stories okay so he was like i'm gonna tell you a story and she's like oh yeah like please and then they were at some coffee shop or like possibly a bar and like a coffee shop slash bar like at one point she's like if you tell me that story (laughs) i'm gonna need a martini good thing we're in a bar and i was like i don't know what's going on but um so he started telling her all these different stories that i guess he was like getting ready for these to be like part of his like stump speech or whatever and so he told her about how he bought starbucks and it's supposed to be this like inspirational story (laughs) and it was he was working at pete's coffee that was my first job and but i don't think it was whatever you did because he was more like with like the whoever owned it like he was not a barista no and then he like had some relationship with like the guy and then pete's coffee also owned starbucks and starbucks at that point was like four stores or something in Seattle. And so he decided that he wanted to buy it. And so the guy gave him like three months to raise like two and a half or $3 million or something. So he was like on this, 
he was like trying to to raise the money and he got halfway there and he's like it's an exclusive deal it's a once in a lifetime opportunity because I'm not going to tell anyone else about this and I want you Howard Schultz to buy a Starbucks and Howard Schultz is like oh my god this is so kind of you thank you so Howard Schultz is trying to raise the money and the guy from Pete's Coffee comes to him and is like hey I'm really sorry but um this other big wig in Seattle who Howard Schultz won't name out of respect for his children Bill Gates uh, Bill Gates plays a part in this, okay. but that's not his part. Um, somebody else, he's like this big guy wants to, um, you know, buy it. And I don't know how he found out about this deal, but he's gonna pay me like right now cash. And like, you really need to like hustle if you want to get this. So, so Howard Schultz is like depressed and goes out for drinks with his friend who's like a millionaire attorney. And he's like, oh, here's my situation. And, um, they, he, and the, the guy's like, you have to meet the boss of my company. He's going to help you. So then they go and he goes, well, who's the boss of your company? And the guy goes, Bill Gates Sr., which is Bill Gates' dad, oh. which I guess is also, I think, I mean, I guess it's Bill Gates' dad. Anyway, whatever. So then like Bill Gates' dad took Howard Schultz to this mystery investor that Howard Schultz won't name and was like, you leave this boy alone. He's buying Starbucks and you can't bully him anymore. And the guy was like, oh, so, okay, sorry, Mr. Gates. I won't do it anymore. And then Bill Gates Sr. just gave him the money and he bought it. <laughs> wow, what a heartwarming story. <laughs> yeah, so it was so really relatable beautiful. in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to be the president, no, dude. No, <laughs> I mean, I like. I think this campaign is already over before it started. Oh, and, yeah. And the fact that Gwyneth is like attracted to the... I mean, she's like an uber capitalist and she like her idols are these like giant capitalist pigs and like we get yeah. that I mean of course she is and that you know was something I took into consideration with all of my list and whatever I just um I I don't know why Gwyneth what why he was so important that he was a Gwyneth interview like I think that he could have been an Elise interview yeah he could have well I mean maybe she she knew that he was like about to launch a run for president so she wanted to I guess get that's in on why that. like if it went well. I mean maybe she could be um named VP if he gets a Schultz Paltrow ticket is what America needs in 2020 <laughs> oh my god um yeah so oh god I don't know we need other leaders than these well people, we have I think there are a lot of really good people yeah. running for the Democratic ticket I I like We'll find something. I there. honestly like basically everybody who's running for the for yeah the Democrats. I like most of them. We'll see. I um I'm I, I'm more interested in to, to to see like how they respond to criticism and how they fight back versus what they're because like most of them do have basically a similar platform, and so I think it's it, it unfortunately going well. This is not a politics podcast, but unfortunately going up against Trump or if he leaves before like Pence. Yeah, uh, you're you're gonna need to to I don't know figure out a way to beat them, and that's yeah. the most important thing. I know. I mean, I don't even know. We don't even know what's gonna happen no. if Trump will even be seeking a second term because he could be like in jail or something. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, well, that is our political corner. That's for, politics corner. Look, yeah. we've made no secret that we are. Hey, everything is political. Face wash is political. Coffee's political. Gwyneth, is, Gwyneth political. is political. Goop is political. If you're not political, get off the boat right now. Wow. No, I mean, yes, vote. Fucking vote. Um, shall we talk about the newsletters? I guess we shall. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Uh, so what? 
was your best of the week? Well, you know, my best was um, keeping it local. I got very excited to see in some article, there's this restaurant called Atrium that was here in Los Feliz. Oh, yeah, it just opened. That was on some list for some reason. And I was like, I want to go there. I didn't even know that it was open yet. It's um, it's like a fancy restaurant that opened up in our neighborhood. Uh and it's already on a goop list, so they have good PR. So it must be. I know. I was like surprised. And you don't see a lot of Los Feliz places on goop, really. Yeah, that's true. Like they'll, not... they've done Kismet. Um, they might have done Little Doms at some point, but yeah. I, I don't mean, know. Los Feliz is. It's, it's not a it's very not known goop. For its restaurant scene. It's not. It's more like family cute and yeah. like it's nice, but it's not like chic. Yeah, I think Atrium is trying to change that. Oh, good. So that's because we're we are definitely getting priced out. So I guess they're just trying to like turn up the heat a little bit. I'm still going to go. I want to go. It looks pretty. It looks like a sort of indoor outdoor space with a lot of wood. I mean, it looks sort of like typical L.A. Yeah, like a lot of L.A. places, Um, like L.A. nice places. But I guess they said it's on like a like an alleyway you go through. I couldn't picture exactly where it is. You go in an alley. That's what it said in the thing. Huh. But I don't think it's open yet. I think this is like a pre. I don't think that that person I mean, it's who like wrote, a soft open. Yeah, because I. I mean, it definitely hasn't been like reviewed by any blogs. Yeah, or, I hadn't heard anything about yeah. it until this. Huh. Until Goop, which is usually Goop is like, you're kind of like the last to hear. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. If it's, it's in your own city, it's like yeah, I know. Uh, well, we should knock on the door and see if they'll feed us. Yeah, I was like, we're hungry. Goop told us. I was also excited that in the Flowers interview, or it wasn't an interview with Flowers. It was just a <laughs> review of like the best florists. And um, I think that her wedding, the floral designer, was this company called Putnam & Putnam that I've been obsessed with since I took my flower design class. Right. And um, I was like, oh, is Putnam & Putnam going to be on the New York one? And I went and... It was, which was basically the only thing I wanted to see. And it just feels so, I was kind of worried because I was like, oh, am I going to feel like when you're in high school and you love a band and then all of a sudden everybody else loves that band and you feel like possessive over it? I was like, is that going to be my emotional response? But it wasn't at all. It was like, as soon as I saw it on the list, I felt pride. Wow. That's really big of you. Yeah. I'm a very emotionally mature person. Um, And I was really excited to see it and then i was also excited to see all the cool um la flower shops and speaking of los filas we got another mention because the one here on western oh yeah what's um, it called my a secret garden I my secret garden it every day. it's a very beautiful yeah. little store um also made the list so i was glad to see we got two los filas places hey the east side is jumping that's right uh i yeah gwyneth comes to those fields every once in a while I well know. it's not her i'm sure it's no, like no, the no. intern at, yeah. at the, well the at atrium was it was um the like social media person and i still i do not believe that that restaurant is open yet well we'll find out uh so my best weirdly enough was the article about understanding and treating the emotional and physical roots of chronic pain oh really yeah so um chronic pain is a weird thing to talk about because uh it is like not one disease. It's like a series of different things. Some of them are, you know, more physical. Some of them are more psychological and it's like, there's not really a line between them. So there's been a lot of stigma for people that, um, you know, have symptoms of pain and sometimes their doctors and their loved ones don't believe them. And it sounds like truly horrible. Uh, so this was a woman who is a PhD named Beth Darnell. Um, and she just sort of broke it down in a way that I thought was like sort of easy to follow because it is sort of a confusing subject to read about when you don't experience it firsthand. 
Um, so she's basically saying like, not that there's no difference between physical manifestation and like the psychological causes of pain, but that it, like one isn't more real than the others. And like, it always is a common, like most things are a combination of the two of them. And that like all pain does start both in your brain and your spinal cord. Um, and then she talks a lot about how people were over prescribing opiates for a long time. And now doctors are basically erring on the other side and under prescribing them and people who have depended on opiates forever to manage their pain are not getting what they need. So it's like, that's a complicated thing too, because you want, you know, to ease people's pain, but then there's obviously addiction concerns and all that stuff. Um, so she runs a clinic that does, um, a lot of like, um, cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and she talks about, you know, breathing and, uh, meditation and yoga and hypnosis, all this stuff. So I don't know, like, I, it, it, it was one of the ones that was, um, considered supported by science. The, the, uh, Adam was the, the logo that they but had. The, again, don't forget supported by science means basically nothing. <laughs> it doesn't yes. mean, it just means like one person who maybe has a degree has like said, yeah, that sounds okay. True. It's not, it doesn't mean it's been proven. It doesn't mean it's a scientific fact. It doesn't mean it's like been approved by any governmental body. No, she obviously, I mean, she is, does seem to be, I don't know if it like in the minority because she also, and also she's not an MD. She's a PhD. She's a psychologist. So, I mean that she's still qualified. Um, but it, yeah, it just broke down. Cause like, I don't know. I always feel like I know, you know, like my mother will talk about like friends of hers that have mm-hmm. crime. It's like, I think more like older women, not, I don't want to generalize, like a lot of people deal with it, but it, it, I think it has the stigma of being, um, something that like women experience and that, you know, doctors don't necessarily like believe that they're actually experiencing. Yeah. I think it's really sexist that there's this thing that happens mostly to older women. And because it's happening to them, it's like everybody assumes that they are insane. Like chronic pain means you're crazy and not that you have something that hasn't been diagnosed yet. It's, it's weird. Um, cause if that was happening to like young, able-bodied, like cisgender men, like nobody would, question oh that this is a this is a thing that this is a medical condition that we have to get to the bottom of but because it's happening mostly to older women and it's a combination of a lot of different and it yeah probably is a combination of a lot of different things everyone's just kind of like well you have to deal with it or yeah. it doesn't exist. And like you're, oh, you just must not be happy in your life and you're depressed. You're depressed. And you're lashing out and you want attention. Yeah. And it's like nobody wants your fucking attention so goddamn bad, met no. like men. <laughs> like yeah. nobody is that desperate for fucking attention. And maybe they're depressed because they're in pain, not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's all connected. Uh, it seems horrible. I, my heart goes out to you if you're experiencing And if it is pain. connected to like a psychological well, everything's reason, connected. Yeah. Well, but if it is, then why does that make it less real? Exactly. It's so stupid. Um, so try some heavy breathing, try some meditation, try some Vicodin. They all could be the solution according to Beth Darnell, PhD. Thank you, Beth. Uh, what was your worst? My worst was the interview oh, right, right, right. with yeah. Howard Schultz. And I already got into that I really deep. will not be listening to that. I, I mean, it wasn't even this week, so I feel kind of bad. But I listened to it this week, and I was just like, this is so crazy. It kept climbing higher and higher on my podcast queue, and I kept like putting it back. Yeah. Putting it back, and then I finally just deleted it because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to have fun listening no. to this. 
Um, so my worst was also like my most confused okay. or confusing was mm-hmm. the article, How to Be a Great Mentor and Why It's So Important. Yeah, I found that confusing too. I think maybe because we're not part of the like business professional world. I don't really understand. Like I understand on a simple level, like what a mentor is. Like I understand like what the word means. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it just seems, I don't get like the official like professional, like does everyone who joins like an office automatically get assigned a mentor. Like it I didn't, seems I don't to get me what like this is. A mentor is like a relationship that sort of happens organically over time. That's what I would think. Within the workplace. But or, this made it seem like people were assigned mentors and mentees. Or like, but doesn't, does it have to be a work thing? Like, would you say that Robin Williams is <laughs> Matt Damon's mentor in Goodwill Hunting? Oh God, it's been so long since I've seen that. I movie. mean, no, it's his, it's it's his, his psychiatrist yeah. or whatever, yeah. but it's like, is can that be a men- he's an older guy yeah. who's helping him like live his best life and they're like working on something together and they're working it's like an unconventional s- dynamic they have yeah and can that be a mentor i guess like, i mean i think symbolically it is in that movie i don't know why i'm necessarily that was just the first yeah, <laughs> the no, hot thing that came to it mind it's all very confusing so this woman is uh her name is something McGoodwin, um and she s- founded something called Career Contessa, which is a site that offers women career building advice, makes a compelling case for female mentorship. So like, I don't, it, does it assign people or it just makes the case for it? It just seems like a scam. Um, and she Well, has, do you have to pay to get a mentor? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that mentors and mentees should be free. I think that should be fully voluntary. Yeah, like, because then it's, or I think it's like your like sponsor in AA. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So then she has these bullet points on like what mentorship is, which is confusing. Uh, they're like, you know, you should get advice on developing strengths and feedback on important communication skills, guidance on professional development, insight on advancement opportunities, increased visibility and recognition within the company, and the opportunity to increase your network through introductions, referrals, and recommendations. I, yeah. And then, and then she talks about how, you know, women especially need mentorship in the professional world because they don't often get the same opportunities that um, younger men get, like, to climb the corporate ladder. And then she says, what is the return for the mentor? As if it's, like, a business transaction. So mentors can develop a reputation as someone who is a subject matter expert. They can gain exposure to fresh perspectives. It helps mentors build their own professional network and it can lead to the development of their personal leadership. So it's like she's trying to get young people to sign up for this and people to be mentors. And I guess they're all paying her. And then there's something called reverse mentorship where it's a younger person takes an older person under their wing and like teaches them about technology or something. Like the intern or that movie (laughs) when Robert De Niro works at Google? I guess. And then... They ask, like, what are the qualities of a good mentor? And she answers, well, it's when they genuinely care and want to help. But then I'm like, if you're signing up and getting paid for this, how is this genuine? But I don't think the mentors get paid. I so think how this, does how does this woman build a business? I think they all just pay her. Are they, yeah. Okay. So it's just like a social media platform that you pay for and then this woman makes money. Yeah. Great. Um, well, I won't... I hope she's very happy with the life that she's built for herself. I mean, she seems pretty happy. Yeah, she seems great. She's doing well. Um, or, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, she seems like she's at least got a plan. 
Yeah, she has a business. Yeah. And uh, I guess she's trying to help people. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The Career Contessa. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, if you have a mentor that you pay for, let us know. Yeah, tell us how your mentor... Because we just don't understand. We just don't understand what it means to have a mentor. Or we don't understand what it means to, like... Maybe Go it's to just a, us. No one likes It's like us. the millionaire matchmaker, but for for business business yeah. people. Ugh, sounds great. Do you think that it's just going to turn into like the mentors are like old rich men, and then like the mentees are just these like sugar? It's babies? just a front for like a sh- a sugar daddy, sugar baby thing. That makes sense to me. So it's like a sex trafficking ring. Now well, I get it's not, it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> we finally figured it out. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. What was your craziest? My craziest was the starter kit for green kids or something. It was like how to make your kids be more sustainable or how to, what was it called? It was about like how to get your kids the sustainability starter kit for kids. So to me, the idea that like in order to be sustainable or good to the environment or anything, you need immense wealth is so backwards and so crazy I feel like there's usually a huge disconnect from people's understanding where it's like oh I've got a compost bin under my sink I also have three houses and four cars and I fly all the time and I drive my big car Yeah. yeah and it's like but I'm sustainable because of what because of like what you do with your eggshells like you aren't living you aren't a lot of people I think with a lot of money aren't being as honest with themselves (laughs) as they probably should be (laughs) and this sustainability starter kit for kids is like a weird example of it so you can buy your kids a $200 classic veritable garden which is like a thing to grow like it's just parsley. a box of dirt and seeds that cost yeah $200. and I don't know why it would cost $200 I mean I think you could do this a in a mason on jar yeah. on your kitchen sink you know on your windowsill there's a $44 bamboo compost bin which again is like just give that $44 to like a homeless person and you'll have done better with it yeah. and put your compost in the like garbage <laughs> I don't know there's a $24 reusable plastic bag a $24 set. reusable bag and then a glass water bottle that kids can't fucking use kids can't have a glass water bottle there's no kid who's allowed to bring a glass this water bottle this is shatter to resistant glass though it doesn't matter it's like why would you make it so much more complicated and then these absolutely disgusting looking um bamboo cutlery set which is like that just looks like a breeding ground for so much bacteria like why is that more sustainable than a metal one i don't know i have no idea it's yeah, like, isn't wood porous like won't it yeah it doesn't seem it? really good and then also for some reason there's a blue light blocking screen for your phone which i don't understand what that has to do with sustainability also your phone comes equipped with one of those if you put it on night vision it turns off the blue yeah. light so you don't really need these uh, yeah, it's like when these rich people get mad. Like if you see, you know, someone at the grocery store that like asks for a plastic bag, you get yeah. all huffy about it, and then and then you're like flying to Aspen and, yeah, and bumping into doctors. It, oh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. People do it. I mean, I don't know. I just think that people need to like be more mindful of how they're actually living and less judgmental, and also take the like wealth aspect out of the do-gooding aspect mm-hmm. i just think that those two things are like so cross-contaminated especially with, like in the goop world and it's just sort of gross yeah and um my i the goop water bottle i got at cb2 that one time 
it shattered. I well, you didn't get a shattered one. No, I didn't get it. Now I want. I don't think it had been invented yet. Maybe the technology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next time there's a, oh God, I really want to go back to CB2 and do another event there. Well, I don't know if they're doing another event. I don't event. think it's ever going to happen again. It was really fun. It was a shit show. It was yeah, so great. it was a really good day. Um, Cool. So what was my, oh, my craziest, oh, my craziest was the like 11 tools that you'll get that will get you in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Um, and it wasn't so much the things that they were selling. It was just like a bunch of expensive pans and spoons and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't anything particularly interesting, I thought. But the way that they framed it was like, well, you know, in January, everyone was doing their Marie Kondo thing and like throwing out all their shit. So now you need new shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we're going to sell it to you. But also with their Marie Kondo stuff, they also were suggesting selling. you buy new stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh shit. Like if you regret throwing out everything you can now buy a $400 set of pans or they fucking snuck it in again at the end of the list it was a list of 11 and guess what number 11 was a fucking donabe donabe. and i swear to god this was originally a list of 10 and someone at the last minute saw those donabes collecting like cobwebs in the corner and like get donabes on the list now um although i did buy my mom a donabe has she used it ever yeah she did she likes it oh well all right it makes really good rice. That's what it claims to do. It says it's the epitome of one pot cooking if all you want to cook is rice. Yeah. And then I think you can like put stuff on top of the rice. Uh, I guess there's a hole in it. We've gone over Denabi so many times. We've talked a I lot about Denabi. No. Um, I wonder if Marie Kondo, being Japanese, uses a Denabi or did she throw hers out? She threw it out. Yeah. I don't think she cooks. Oh, why not? She seems like she's too busy. All right. <laughs> That's just my guess. She's, you know, going to lots of meetings. She has a Netflix show. I bet she cooks sometimes. Really simple stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I think she's a woman of simple pleasures. Yeah. I actually don't know anything about her. I've never read her book. I've never watched her show. I... It stresses me out too much. Why does it stress you out? Because I don't want to throw away anything. You gotta watch it, Brian. Yeah, I guess so. You don't have to throw anything away just because you watch a show. <sighs> There's a pile of shit right next to my bed. And I know that she would want me to throw it away. Yeah, but. <laughs> and I should, because it's a lot of papers and books, things I need to return to Amazon. It's stressing me out just thinking about it. Okay. So I'm going to stop You know, if you talking. do it, you won't feel stressed out anymore. That's, God, that's so true. Um. Okay. Uh, what would you try? All right. The thing I would try is I finally, it finally got my attention, this Casas lipstick thing. It's this natural lipstick that's been in, I think, every Goop newsletter I've ever received. It's like a black, like, lipstick. It's not, the lipstick isn't black. It's like a black tube of, like, this really deep red lipstick. I guess they have different colors or something. It's like every natural beauty, like, place in the world has them. It's like some great natural lipstick. And I'm just like, okay, what's the deal? Is this good... Why is it so special? Why is everybody selling this? I've never so much as tried it. In my imagination, a true natural lipstick would be basically really chalky and look like shit. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What? A natural lipstick, it just doesn't have like parabens or whatever in it? I guess. I don't know. Um, or my my fear is that it would be made of like beeswax, which is like the thing I hate the most ooh, in all yeah lip products yeah like the Burt uh, Burt's Bees chapstick is the it's worst product garbage. ever to be I hate it created. um interesting how much is the lipstick um I think it's like 26 bucks is that that's like 
a lot for a lipstick? Well, the most expensive lipstick that I have right now is a Christian Dior lipstick that costs like $30. And I think that that's like a lot, but it's like not insane for like a fancy lipstick. Yeah, it's affordable luxury. 20, 30 bucks maybe. Totally. But um, I don't know if this lipstick is any good. Only one way to find out. Well, to go to a store and try it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, so after talking about the kids' sustainability thing, oh, no. the thing I would try is composting. I know. I think I've had this on my list before, and yeah. I have never. And I feel like, and again, I don't know, like I go to my sister's house, and she composts. Oh, really? Yeah, well, they live in the Bay Area. I think they like have, they get um, like composting bins from the city I think yeah I just don't know what I would do like if I comp if I had a compost bin what would I do with it yeah because like I don't have a garden could I use it as kitty litter I have no idea probably not but that I would be of, disgusting that would be so gross so I'm not gonna buy obviously this $44 compost bin I just want to try I want to see what happens to like vegetable scraps eggshells coffee grounds like does it turn into I don't even know what it's supposed to look like does it turn into dirt what does it no. look like? No. I mean, at my work, we use one. Okay. And we just dump all the stuff in there. And I don't know what they... And then, like, the housekeeper does something. <laughs> I don't know. They, she probably just throws it out. Yeah. I have no idea. But it's like, that's what it's like. And can, you, can you throw it out? You could throw it out in, like, your green bins, right? Where you get, like... Where maybe it, she puts it in the green bin. I think what, you could That do makes that. sense, yeah. So maybe that's good. Well, I don't have... You don't have one of those, do you? I have a green bin in my backyard. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, we don't have one. Well, oh, we really? just have a dumpster. Really? You don't even have a recycling bin? We have a recycling bin, but that's uh, new. Huh. Yeah, we have um the little brown ones and then a blue one for recycling and a green one for compost and like leaf clippings. Leaf clippings and yeah. stuff. Yeah. We don't have the little garbage bins. We have the big dumpsters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um interesting. So we'll see. I don't know that I have I don't know where I would put this compost bin. I don't know what my husband would think if he saw a bunch of food scraps lying around. Well, you that's why you get the bin. The bin yeah. There must be a cheaper one. I'll look for a cheaper one. I don't know. Um, and then my housekeeper will just throw it out. And then give it to your housekeeper to yeah. do something with it. Yeah. Uh, what would you buy? Um, all right. Well, the thing I would buy was from, I think it was from the Valentine's Day guide or possibly another list. I don't remember. But it was the Goop exclusive pink candlesticks. They're these really pretty, very pale pink, um, like opaque candlesticks that I loved. And they were $86, which to me seems like really cheap for a Goop candlestick. Uh, Unless maybe they're $86 each. I assumed it was for the pair. Probably for the pair. That still seems expensive to me. Does it? What what are they made out of? I don't know. Like glass or something. Um, that doesn't seem that expensive to me for for candlesticks. I guess I've never bought a candlestick before. I, I mean, know. they're expensive. Yeah, I guess you can use them over and over again. I think we're we're like now sort of just immune to the price point of this stuff. Well, let me see what they cost like at CB2. I bet you you're not going to get candlesticks for less than I don't know, 40, 60 bucks. I well, maybe it's I don't know. If you went to what IKEA or well yeah if you want to ikea or yeah i mean like you could get them for cheaper but like if you get like nice ones oh yeah they're pink glass they look pretty they're really pretty they're really pretty yeah um yeah 86 sounds fair yeah 
Well, I guess at CB2, they're all like 20 bucks. I have no interest in candles that aren't scented. I'm just going to say that. Well, can you get long ones like that that are unscented? That are scented? I'm sure you can. I've never really seen them. It probably wouldn't be that good. Yeah. Yeah, to like have a romantic dinner and then just like have like blueberry muffin scent. (laughs) Well, get like sex smell. Sex smell. Oh, God. (laughs) Oysters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, those candlesticks look they're cool. really pretty they're I very like, on trend um, that pink gold or pink glass yeah i love them um so i would buy guys this is weird what i would buy the um vita liberata invisi foaming tan water oh really yeah so like deep in the heart of winter i have like naturally pretty pale skin and i don't want to look like bronzed but Maybe getting a little color wouldn't be so bad. I don't know. I've never really used self-tanner. This is like clean, obviously, Mm self-tanner. And it's $39, which sounds a lot. But it also, it it looks not scary to me. Like usually self-tanner I would never use because it looks like I would look crazy if I used it. And this, because it's like a foaming water, um, quick dry. It seems subtle. So I thought maybe it wouldn't hurt to try. How much is it? 39. I'm not going to buy it, but, um, and I guess that defeats the point to like go to CVS and buy like a $5 one. Cause I well, don't look if like you're a crazy gonna... person. <laughs> well, wouldn't see, isn't that just self tanner that they have at CVS for $5? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'm not going to spend $40 on this. It's just something and you don't even know if it mind. works. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If I... anyone has like a really subtle, cheap self tanner <laughs> that I would not, that no one would like notice if I used I'd be curious about it. That's hmm, all I'll say. Really? I did like this article. I like the like rose elixir thing mm-hmm. or it was like an oil or something. It yeah, was wh- 50 bucks. What was the article? It was just like. It was like how to get a fake tan. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. It was good. Uh, Yeah. I feel like more people use that stuff than I think. Really? I don't know. I feel like nobody does it. Hmm. Cause that, I mean, I guess people must cause it's a big like p- yeah. industry, but I was just like, I don't know. It seems so like, it's just so much could go wrong. So much could go wrong. Yeah. I mean, so many ways and I mean, so many horrible outcomes. Yeah. So you have to really start slow. You have to start slow and really build it. When I was in Chicago, I used to go to the tanning beds, which is really bad for you. I went in New York, um, a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but I I mean, I can't believe that I did that. I know. I used to go. It f- just felt so good. Yeah. It did feel good. Because it's, I mean, so cold, both, well, more so in Chicago, even than New York. But like both those places, when you're just desperate after a it few months. It was so cold and there's no sun. And you just put those things on and you get in there. And it's like, it just felt, it was just good. And back then there were like tanning salons, like literally every block. Yeah. Was, and you knew it was bad for you oh, already, yeah. but I was just like, oh, I'll just But you're in your early 20s. You're like smoking and drinking, doing all this horrible stuff for you anyway. Like yeah. what's one, what's one tan going to do? What's a couple tanning bed yeah. visits? Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well. That was it. Thank we you so much. We covered a lot today. Yeah, we sure did. We want to thank you for listening. As always, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um. Thank our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, we finally got our uh, new newsletter out. Yeah. And um, and oh, our yeah, Bonus our pod, podcast. 
And yeah, if you if you like the podcast, please uh, join our Patreon for five dollars a month. You get all this uh, stuff, a newsletter. You get an extra podcast this month. Hopefully, you might even get more than that. We're yeah, gonna we're try to trying start to do doing like a recipe podcasts, and um, we might also. I'm just gonna say it out loud because I don't do anything unless I say it out loud. Oh God! Start a cheaper tier, and yeah, just if people just want the newsletter, um, we might have a little discount for you <laughs> well, well yeah we'll, we're talking we'll about talk maybe about, yeah, doing yeah. one yeah because um, i know even five dollars a month is like a lot obviously yeah so we'll see uh, yeah we'll let you guys know um, um so yeah thank you so much for listening um please subscribe if you haven't already um a review would help us out a lot um five star only as we've said multiple yes. times um and yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you so much, guys. We Bye. love you. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.